And uh, welcome tonight. This is Tim Young, uh, and this is Chewy's Road to Enlightenment. I have Ronzo the Beast Cartwright on with me uh, from Stone Deep, yeah. Nashville. What is going on? Hey, man, I'm chilling down in the hill, man. How are you feeling? We're, we're doing good. We're dealing, doing good. We have nice weather up here. Got some positive uh, energy going, and uh, things are just going good, brother. Yeah, man. So uh, I, I want to thank you for coming on here and doing this. Um, this is a podcast I do. Uh, I'm just just me doing it. Um, nothing crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, this is Chewy's Road to Enlightenment. Um, let's. I want to start off asking you, um, where, where were you born? Where were you raised? Well, um, this is a little crazy. I'm an actual mass billion. Uh, which is not that many of us. It's like there's a lot of transplants and stuff down here. Okay. So I was born and raised in Nashville, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, a lot of people don't know that back in the day before the predator, uh, Predators and the, the football stadium and all that, it just used to be ghettos all the way downtown. Really? All around. And yeah, so I grew up in Settle Court, one of the like worst ones they have. All right. And uh, I, uh, what was that like growing up? Did, did, did you have a tight family unit with you coming up? Well, uh, yeah, was, uh, family was tight. Uh, my mom had me really young. You know, I stayed with my aunties for a long time. Um, and then we kind of um, sink back up. My, my mom got me. I didn't get to stay with her until I was probably eight. Okay. Or nine or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it, it, you know. It was an interesting, my whole life was some kind of interesting, weird book. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what? It's funny, you know, doing this podcast, I, I talk to a lot of different people from all walks of life and, and, and it all goes back to their, you know, the start, their story. Everybody's got a story. Nobody's is the same. You know what I mean, man? I, it's like, everybody's got a different story. And, uh, I think, that, you know, those experiences, you know, when you're younger, um, kind of mold you and shape you, not necessarily in who you are right now, but, you know, maybe put you on a path to something, you know, where, where things are going to go good for you, you know, a, a positive oh, thing. Yeah I, think, yeah. I think everything like your childhood and the experience that you do, uh, mold you one way or the other. And like, it does bring out the, you know, the good in people and, it actually leads you to, you know, the places, like I said, your road or whatever path you take in life. Sometimes, like most doctors and stuff that you run into is because they may be their parents died of some illness and they, you know, they end up being doctors to save other people. There's a lot of, you know, I, I really believe in that. Yeah, I do. I do, too. And, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, another thing I've been really focusing on is, you know, you know, po positivity lifting other people's up, people up around you. Um, you know, that's something I try to do in my everyday life. And, uh, you know, one of the most positive things in life for me is music. And, and, oh, you know, it, 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 it connects with you on a level where I don't think there's anything else out there in the universe that can connect you um, like, like music and it, you know, the awesome thing about music too, is the, the different people from all walks of life that are coming together for the same, the same cause. Well, yeah, I think music is one of the, 
like most natural way to bring people together uh, because it, you could take harmonies and you can take feelings and words and lyrics and everything else and really like i can write a song and it, i'm just expressing what i feel but you know what like there's millions of people that felt exactly the same way but they didn't know how to say it music helps other people like find their voice through other voices if that makes any sense do that you're 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 talking my language i connect with that on so many levels yeah it, it's it, it's you know the greatest thing you know you know as a human species to be able to you know and it, it just it blows my mind with any type of artist and you know the art that they create and you know and then you get you get musicians and then you take a handful of musicians you put them together in a room and it's like you have somebody bringing lyrics you have somebody laying a beat on the drums you have a bass a guitar keyboards a dj there's so many different layers to that and it's like to have that all together in one place it's just that massive explosion of energy mm-hmm. yeah i 100 percent agree with that uh, and that's one thing that really cool about stone deep it's like uh there's nobody except maybe me and the dj uh terry to a certain extent everybody's from a different place like our guitar player uh glenn cummings he's from new york hardcore thrash metal um drummer is more contemporary you know drumming our bass player uh, came from a reggae band so it's just like but we play stone deep music and it's all melted in and it's it, harmonious and it all paints the same picture it, and it's it's awesome that you're you said that because i was going to talk about all that stuff but it, the background of each guy and what they're bringing to the table you can hear it in your music you can hear you're like you know you're listening to it it's like oh my god you can hear that reggae that funk you can hear the thrash metal you can hear the dj scratch and then you bring your lyrics to it what they get fucking deep and and you know there's a wit to them and there's like they're they're hooky and catchy and you know it's it's uh it's some great music that you guys made yeah i mean we this has been you know we've been doing it for a long time and i don't know if there's a band that has the same exact mix as we do you know there's a lot of bands that have like guest rappers or uh, rock bands that you know have people that they do things with them for one house but we've been playing like built in the same music for like years and years so the combination is really rare no and that's great you know and that you guys are all still doing it um because you guys came up what in the early 90s right right 92 93 yeah uh so just give you a little background so we're a combination of a couple different bands so uh back in 91 um, I was, me and Terry, we was on Interscope Records in a band called The Hardcore. And we was one of the first rap, rap groups to ever, like, hit, you know, hit mainstream or or whatever. And uh, but at the same time, Glenn Cummings, the guitar player, he was in a New York hardcore band called uh, Ludacris. And he was also in Scatterbrain. They had a, uh, a top hit called Don't Call Me Dude. So... Um, all of that was going simultaneously. We did not know each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you said, the universe kind of brought us together under some, like, just weird happenstance, you know? Like, 
uh, we had lost our, we had switched bands to get ready to switch from hardcore to stone beat. We needed our guitar player. Glenn was just, you know, taking a pause or winding down his uh, scatterbrain stuff. And through a mutual friend, it was like, hey, you should check these guys out. And I mean, this guy, and, and uh, I think Glenn's like one of the most, like a genius to me. He says I'm a genius, but I don't, I don't agree with that. I think he is. Um, he, we literally sent him a, a cassette player, a cassette tape of our album, right? Yep. He was in Long Island, New York, which is about uh, 13 to 17 uh, hours from here. Yep. Never practiced. Not one single note. He drives down, shows up at sound check, and we, we slammed that whole show. <laughs> That's, you know. And from that moment, I was like, Okay, this is it. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know how you could pop that. I mean, no sound check. Just right? doing it. He did a little key check, like, oh yeah, this is MG or whatever. Yeah, boom. I, I mean, bridges. And if you listen to our music, it's not a walk in the park. We put a lot of changes in it. We put a lot of bridges, and we switched from uh, heavy stuff to, to to reggae to funk to whatever we feel like, you know. So it's not like a three chord, you know, smash. <laughs> smash your way through it like we really go through some musical changes so and for him to come down and do that man i was just i i, I was like I, this is my dude this is it yeah this. no that's awesome and it's just i i've been going through crazy stuff in my life the last couple of years and uh and and started accepting what the universe can do for you and positivity and and connecting with positive people and man yeah when you find your people it's like, oh man, what a difference in, in, you know, how you, how you take on things and, you know, how your creative, how that works. And, you know, it's just, a um, it's an amazing thing. And that's, that's awesome. That, that's, that's what this talk is all about, man, is making those connections with people and, and having those positive, you know, reactions out of that. So, you know, uh, so I named, I named, I wanted to tell you, I named the, the podcast title is uh, Ronzo the Beast Cartwright, Booze and Whoville. So, so I live in a town called East Hampton, Massachusetts. I'm in Western Mass. I'm about 15 minutes to Springfield, Mass, where the Basketball Hall of Fame is. And Dr. Seuss used to live in Springfield. Oh my goodness, nice. Okay, so I live on the other side of the mountain, Mount Tom. Mount Tom is Mount Mount Crumpet from Whoville in the Grinch. And we have a hubilation every year, and the Grinch comes and hands out candy, and there's a big parade in, in the center of town. Yeah, don't say that. Dude, I'm, to, don't say that. I, I'm dead serious. Like, like, this is like... like our town is based off of Whoville when he, when he wrote, when he wrote that book. That is so outstanding. Isn't I, I'm glad to come up there. You're, you're welcome up here anytime you're around. There's, there's nothing that really happens, you know, up until, you know, after Thanksgiving, it's, you know, they decorate the town and stuff. And then they have uh, the Hubilation, which I think has been going on for, I think 10 or 15 years. I can't remember. It's been going on for a while. But it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it, I, and you know, it, I know you have the song Whoville and I'm like, 
all right, how can I incorporate this into the into the podcast? And I'm like, all right, I know what I'm doing. Booze and Whoville. Here we go. <laughs> right. I mean, and that's how, so if you listen to like uh, Whoville, and if you actually listen deeply to Stone Deep, and that's the whole point of Stone Deep. It's like we do catchy tunes, we do a lot of musical like iterations, but um, I write in a double entendre style so that like, Maybe I'm telling a fairy tale, but the point of it is different from, you know, the fairy tale. So making characters out of, you know, uh, the Grinch being like literal alcohol in the streets, you know what I mean? And the who's and whoville and the people that's, you know, being affected by it. So it's a good way to put catchy tunes uh, together, catchy hooks, but also get a like a very, very, you know, important point across without coming out too preachy you know yeah and i and i like that <clears throat> i find uh i find a lot of your stuff is is it there's like and and then the groove the groove that you have in those songs it's like it it's it's catchy it's hooky and it's like uh it 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 makes you happy like it, it's right. it's great music to listen to and that's you know and i mean you guys have been you know doing this for a long time and you know the, the um you know the rap and rock movement um you know blew up and got huge and it you know right. and and it's like i feel you know you guys started doing this you know you're one of the pioneering bands to to really start doing this oh yeah i mean we was really early on before you know uh I, my first album with uh, the hardcore interscope records we actually had jam master jay from uh run dmc and we also had Joe the Butcher Niccolo, and the same year he was putting out the Fugees and Cypress Hill. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we really, really uh, got in on the, uh, the front end. I think we would get advanced for, you know what I mean, maybe the uh, mainstream taste. It, it was very, you know, very heavy, very, like, in your face. Um, but... I feel that music doesn't have an age. Absolutely. Because right now, I, you know, I just you know, uh, anything about me is I have a huge, a uh, wide variance of musical taste. Um, so, like right now, I would probably be listening to uh, "Brown Eyed Girl" by Van Morrison. Hell yeah! People look at me like really? I'm like yeah, or you know what I mean? Something like that, or Heard through the great band through Creative Clearwater Revival. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like, that doesn't get old. Like, I listened to those and they could have put them out yesterday for all I know. And I just love the music, the attitudes there. I actually love um, Tom Petty a lot. Hell yeah. Uh, because, and the reason why I really like him is because, just, and I'm like that when I write my lyrics and when I um, record my lyrics. Doesn't matter if I'm in key, out of key, I mean exactly what I'm saying. Right. And when he does his stuff, he's just telling how he feels and he's he's adamant about it and he's just drawing it right out there, like love it or leave it, here it is, you know? And that gives us just just the realness and honesty gives the, the, a good reflection. Like people there's so much going on these days that just a nice some honesty and just some kindness is is, is, a, is a breath of fresh air right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I try, uh, you know, every day I, I try to, 
do random acts of kindness, you know, holding the door for people, saying good morning to somebody at a coffee shop in the morning. Like to me, that's like, that starts people's days. That starts my day, you know, six 30, I'm grabbing my coffee on the way to work. And it's like, morning, how are you? Hold the door, you know, strike up a small conversation. It's just like, yeah, there's not enough positive things going on right now. No, it's not, but you know what? It's it's up to people like us to, to to put it out there. Like once you start doing it, it's a ripple. It's always a ripple. I, you know, if you start somebody's day off and you can get a smile out of them or you know, they get a nice hello, they're gonna they're gonna spread that. It's really it's super contagious. Hell yeah. You know, people think hate is contagious. Love and, and kindness is super contagious. You can change a whole room. I know I can. I can come into a dark room and, and really just switch the whole energy of it just by being, you know, being me and being cordial and, you know, really, really loving all people and, and stuff like that. We're, we're, we're running on the same wavelength. Um, I, I, I definitely feel, feel the same. Like, and, and it, and it, and it's, it's so much easier to be kind and to be good to people than it is to be a shitty person. Like all that fucking energy that, that, that uh, to be negative is so much harder to carry that shit around. Like, <laughs> like, hey, no. you gotta work at it. You gotta work at being horrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why are you working so hard, man? You know? Yeah, people suck, but you know, there, there's also a lot of great people. And again, the mu- music brings that back to, to to people. You know, you can be having, you could be a shitty person and have me having a horrible day, but then you hear a song and you're like, oh, "All right, you know what? All right, I feel a little bit better." I mean, I know, I know. Without you know, during all the shit with COVID, not having live shows, that was oh my god, that killed me. You know, that was that was just so hard. Not to be able to go see bands to support, you know, the local scene or, you know, even the big scene. It, you know, I, I go to everything like, um, you know, and I'm the same way musically. Like I was listening yesterday. I was listening to Chris Christopherson. And nice. yeah, it, and I, it, it, you know, you were talking about having that that voice where it's not quite in key all the time, but it's that honest right. message that he brings and the way he writes a song. You know, and I feel Johnny Cash, too, um, who's one of my, you know, as far as old school country guys, um, you know, his his music, too. Uh, just... Yeah, I'm, I'm madly in love with Johnny Cash. He's he's legit. Um, yeah. And that, it goes, Johnny Cash, uh, Bob Dylan, you know what I mean? Yeah, the greats. Uh, yeah, we uh, we I saw I've seen Bob Dylan a few times and I, I love his music, but man, he just. He he got like he just doesn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> and I, the whole thing is like, as long as you are true or just really, you know, steadfast in what you're saying, like why give a shit about people, you know, trying to knickknack and trying to, you know, well, this is uh, you missed the whole point. You're too big again, too busy being negative to miss the actual point. And, and that's like, what. Yeah, people need to slow down and, and listen listen to the message, you know. <clears throat> to the message and you put the message in the grooves and then you let the groove, you know what I mean? Uh, just, just absorb people in. And that's a, another thing about Stone Deep is like, our grooves are nice. They suck you in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's... And then, 
you know, you, you, once you get in there, you feel like you're in some place you want to stay. It is, and and I love I love the work that everybody's doing on it. Um, you know, it's and it's again, you know how how old are how old are some of those songs that you that you guys have? Oh, they range from uh, we record, you know, maybe ninety, early nineties, mid nineties. You have to understand that some of those songs I wrote I wrote ten years before the band showed up, like it in. It's not around. They wasn't. They wasn't in rock rap form. They might have been raps or something or poems. So I write a lot of poetry and you know uh, what I call hood books. I write these little beasts, short stories and stuff like that. Uh, that music, that's what I'm saying. Music doesn't have an actual age. It's either good or it's not good. Yep. And 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 I and I find that your music there there's no there, you can't put a timeline on it. You know what I mean? It's just like it just it's good music it's you know it's and again you know like you were saying van morrison music like that it 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 never gets old it never fades it never goes away it's always there right because those and people think it's like well what they do no it's a feeling that feeling is genuine genuine feeling does not fade so it's just like yeah somebody put their heart, you know, and their soul into something, and it's done right, it won't ever fade. People are going to get that same feeling. And that's what I think is great about music. You can recording and keep it forever. I know. And that's in that you think about some of the greatest music that's ever been written, you know, you know, in our, in our, where we are as a human species you know, what was before, before things went electric and now that things have gone electric, it's like the creativity and the, there's, you know, I'm, I'm not big on AI and, you know, I think it's, I think it's, can be good and very bad. Um, and you know, that's the, and the thing, the thing is, I think that it takes a lot away from a lot of actual real artists when people can just like, put a bunch of crap on that they didn't even like create it, you know it's just like taking music and making it with artificial intelligence it's like what the hell is that right so artistry like pure artistry is actually a gift it's a divine gift you know what i mean it's like everybody's not born with it so if you're born with it you're you know you should like do it to the best of your ability or whatever like ai to me just kind of duplicates it, you know what I mean? And it's, I had some guy was like, you know, he listened to my music and then he come back the next day and was like, oh, hey, uh, AI wrote a rap, read this. And it just looked like I was reading a uh, uh, dictionary. Yeah, just... You know, that's yeah. like the worst match, but <laughs> they didn't say anything. It didn't, you know what I mean? It wasn't personable. They didn't mention nobody's names, no time periods. Uh, no scenarios, nothing that anybody would relate to in their lifetime. It was just matching words. It's like, that's not music. Music is like, you know, you want to hear something and be like, oh, yeah, I remember in the 70s this happened. I remember in the 90s. You know I mean, I remember a hot day. I remember, you know, cold lemonade, anything, something that's humanized to where your soul can, like, reach out and get a piece of it. Hell yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I'm right there with you on that. I, uh, yeah, you because you you you're, there's something inside you that draws you to that, you know, 
to the to music to art um you know and yeah there's nothing <laughs> artificial intelligence creating music and art it's like oh cool well go pick up a pen and go grab a notebook and write some lyrics down or draw a picture or you know yeah. you you want to be creative or, do something yeah or make a mistake you know what i'm saying like that's the whole point it's like yeah it doesn't have to be technically everything you know buttoned down it, okay we goofed up right there and that was cool we left it you know we'll do that recordings and there'll be a, a little flood in there but it's so dope you just be like okay Leave that in. That's, that's nice. You know yeah, it, yeah, keep it. Yeah. And that's why I like like doing this show. I do it live because I don't want to edit it. I don't want to change anything. You know, the conversation that we're having is real, real. And in that moment, things get said and that I don't want to change any of that. And uh, right. and that's, uh, you know, there's <clears throat> that's the artistic side in me i think you know where, where i think that it's like you know we're just gonna be fucking real and we're gonna do it live and that's it um but so yeah, let's I'm you me on too because it's like uh just in the last probably two or three weeks i've talked to some cats in utah uh you're in massachusetts and california and i'm saying this because it's like i'm here in nashville but we're now blessed with the digital age that, like, we can talk, you know, we can communicate from around the world right now. Yes. Uh, on a common level. And, and it, you know, that's just, you know, the digital age then got a little out of hand. This, that is one, to me, one advantage. You know what I mean? Like, what was the chances of me and you could sit down and, and chop it up like this just back in the day? You know what I mean? Yeah, you, you got to get get schedules lined up people got to get flights or hopping cars and you know right. yeah it's it's so hard to connect you know with people you know even now with all this technology but yeah i did i did my last couple podcasts were uh um a guy down in maryland um my buddy dex uh cornell butler great dude um did one in virginia that was ricardo grimm and and uh, then I Kevin Michaels was at Los Angeles. Andy Andy Kimball, Los Angeles. So like yeah, like just being able to talk, to, you know, pick up the phone and talk to people like that at any time, or shoot a text to someone, you know, um, when you don't have time for a phone call. So it's like I I don't I'm not huge into texting, but it's like sometimes a, a text is more than sufficient than a phone call, you know. Right. Yeah, and more people like. You know, just as far as being on Instagram and that kind of stuff, it's all out over the place. But at the same time, you can have people like we have people from Norway and we have a kid from Denmark uh, that's been doing like these little mini uh, anime. You know, we got a guy, Sugi, that does art. He's from Japan. Like, it's really, really cool that you can reach out and, and bring in as many people from all walks of life and a lot of different places i just think that's to me very amazing yeah making no and that's great like to have uh it just shows that uh you know with the digital age you're you're able to connect with people that you may never have been able to connect to you know 30 40 years ago now it's like you know like after we're done doing this talk i'll let you know it'll end I hit, I hit publish and then it's, it's there forever. 
right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's really cool because, like, you know, back in the day, you you put out, let's say you put out a CD, right? Well, it's it's got a what they call a shelf life back then. You remember? Yeah. You put it in the stores, you know, you get a couple of radio spins, maybe some college. But if you don't have, like, a big company pushing you, the shelf life goes down and it just disappears. Like, a lot of great music disappears. But now once you get it online, you get it out there, it's literally out there for infinity, which is cool. Yeah, it's it's nice. I mean, the only downside is, you know, you know, you like you said, CDs, vinyl. You know, I still buy vinyl um, just because I like the way it sounds. Um, when I'm playing a record, you can hear the imperfections in it, and it's not it's not 100 percent clean. And and right. that's what I like. That's like going to a live show. You know, you're gonna get some feedback. You're gonna get some, you know some issues but that but that you want that right like yeah and that's what i'm saying you want the energy you want the the miscues you want you know the feedback you want the mic the feedback a little between the, you know yeah it's yeah. it's uh that's what you know i always connected like i went to hardcore shows back in the 90s too um and uh one of my one of my favorite bands that came out of boston was this band called tree and uh and and he's at dave um from uh, tree the singer is actually going to do a we're going to do a chat on here at some point but um um they really got me into you know i probably seen those guys probably 60 plus times maybe maybe more i don't know just they were all like northampton mass 10 minutes from where i live we had pearl street um they had it upstairs and downstairs um, they had, and, and that was like everybody like that was underground or whatever in the area. Um, even like big acts that came through, like typo negative came through there a few times. Um, I saw corrosion of conformity there. Um, yeah, those, you know, just like all these bands and then Katina's was another place. Pantera used to come through there and it was like a little fucking hole in the wall place, like nothing crazy. Um, but, you know, we had that. I was fortunate enough to grow up in that time where I could every Saturday there were, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, there was a show to go to, you know, and it was like usually all ages, five bucks to get in. And then you're hanging out with your friends, at, you know, watching live music every weekend. Right. And that that to yeah. me was just it's it, that that was huge growing up. Yeah, and that's something that's kind of missing now. It's just having your little underground nook where you can hear your bands and then, you know, just kind of pound in there, nothing too big. I remember we was on tour. Uh, we used to be, uh, my first band, we went out with like Fishbone and Primus and 24-7 Spies and a lot of those bands. Hell yeah. Uh, I, we actually went out uh, on the Cop Killer tour with uh, Ice-T and Body Count. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it was outstanding. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah buddy. Play all the little clubs, like Club Babyhead. You ever heard that? It's either in Boston or Rhode Island, one of those. I'm not mistaken, but uh, this club was in a basement, and the plumbing was exposed from the top. So the, <laughs> the crowd would be, like, standing room only and also in the plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just so amazing because the fire marshal was like, you could only put 200, and, you know, 
50 people in here, but you could actually get through something because 50 or 60 of them like climbing, like hanging out the plumbing. That's, that's, you know what? That's fucking hardcore. That's, that's, yeah. that's music needs that more than ever right now. Right, I think, and so, and I, I know the reason why Stone Deep, I believe, uh, the universe want us back is because uh, music, music used to be uh, the driving force of the voice of the unheard, right? Yes. So now, you know, labels throw money at, at uh, the newer bands, and this is rock, rap, country, everything. Like, I, I'm being, you know, I like country and stuff. They sound like rock bands. Now it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't know. The country I grew up on, I was like, what are y'all playing? Where's your steel guitar? Where's your guitar player that's not plugged up? You know what I mean? It's crazy. So, uh, but the money's driving it, not the art's not driving it no more. So it's like, nah, we got to get back to bands. It's just kind of like, this is how I feel. I feel like you feel, you know? Let's, let's, uh, I don't need to be in a a 10,000. 50,000 seat arena. Let's pile into a 1200 seater. You know what I mean? Yes. Theater, yes. And, and get it done. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I love that so much. Yeah. And, and I, there's something to be, there's something to be said about going to smaller venues because I like, I'm on front rail for shows. Like I want to, I want to connect with everybody on stage and look at them and I want them to feel the energy I'm putting out. And, right. And that's what, you know, it's awesome to go to the big festivals, but, but those, those small intimate shows are like, you don't get, you don't get that anywhere else that that you got to go to that show to get that. Right. You go there and get that energy. And for me, I guess I'm a, uh, I feed off of energy. So you get 1200 people in there on the same wavelength, you know what I mean? Enjoying your music and also understanding what you're doing like it's i mean you can raise the the energy level up so high and that's when everybody's literally losing their mind yeah and that's what you want that's what you want that you need that that's and that's what drives you right you you get you're getting that energy and that's driving you yeah i mean that that actually you know uh, solidifies or makes it worth what i'm doing like okay it's not that i just wrote something and I felt like that. I wrote something and, you know, there's a lot of people that felt that way too. So now that, you know, I can speak for them, you know, like you be your, it's just too much. It's not enough speaking for, not enough bands speaking right now. They're just doing, they're putting like pop ditties together and that. You know what I mean? They're just doing whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to bag on anybody. Make your money. But at the same time, man, you can't ever let your art fail. You know what I mean? And the underground is always where art comes from. If you look at any genre in any big band, the underground version of that is where it starts. It usually elevates up to a pop level and then it resets. Yep. You remember when uh, White Snake and all them was out? Yep. And Van Halen, everybody had big hair and makeup and it was all cool and Big guitar, stadium stuff. Well, how did we reset? Yeah. Nirvana. Yeah, we br- you bring in grunge. Nirvana came in and it just, I mean, literally put everybody into a wheelchair. It was dirty. It was, you know what I'm saying? You can tell them people was playing dirty strings and the, the, the drums was cracked. Like, it was just so raw. You know what I mean? 
And like all music needs to do that. It gets real pop heavy, really light. The uh, energy and the, the meaning disappears, and then you have to reset it. Country did that. You know what I mean? The guy that sings, uh, what's it, Chris Stapleton? Yep. I called him like maybe five years before. I didn't know him personally, but I was listening to country. I uh, went out with some friends of mine. I said, you know what? The next guy that comes in has got a big beard, his original uh, uh, country hat, and an old guitar with some dirty strings. He's going to cut everybody in half. Guess what? There he is. There he is. I mean, he came in and just slaughtered everybody, too. So it's like he just made what he says. You know what I mean? Nothing fancy, nothing hokey, you know, no bells, no whistles. Just here it is. And I I love that. So I think Stoney's kind of like that, too. Unapologetic. We do what we do. If you don't like it, that is your problem. Yeah. You know? Uh, We're not here to, you know, we're here to create good vibes, good energy, to stand up for bullies. I mean, stand up for people being bullied. Stand up for the little guy to speak for people who, who can't, you know, otherwise speak for themselves. So, I mean, that's that's what we do. And that, that's that's the, that's the beauty of of the art that you guys are making and what you're doing is you're doing it for, you're not only for yourselves. I mean, you know that you wouldn't be doing it if you didn't you didn't want to fulfill something within yourself. Um, but, you know, doing it for other people and to, to connect with them and pull them out of a situation or, you know, I mean, I can, I can have one of the shittiest days in the world and then I'll go on and I'll put on some of the most brutal metal and listen to it. You know what I mean? And be like, yeah, cool. I, that was my reset. I'm good to go. Right. I mean, and sometimes, like, you have to think, like, uh, you don't need to go and hear a string quartet to... To, you know, sometimes you're angry and you need to release that anger in a positive way. Or sometimes, you know, you need something loud that you can just scream through and, you know, release all your energy out of too. So. Yeah, no. I no, I, I, feel, I, I feel that absolutely. Like, I, yeah, you need that. Let it out. Get the, get the anger out. Get the, get the hate, whatever you're pissed off about out. And uh, then you can, then you can go about your day. Can keep listening to that and keep it rolling, whatever. <laughs> right, and the music is the ultimate therapy. It sure is. Like I don't know, unless there's just something you know that can't be fixed. I don't know if there's anybody on this planet that doesn't have a song that'll bring them down to earth. Like everybody's got something that'll bring them down to earth, or that'll understand what they're saying. Like you know what I mean? That'll talk to them a certain way, or a music note. Or a music harmony that'll bring you like to a certain place. It's so weird. Like I, um, you ever heard of Conway Twitty? Yes. Okay, he's the oldest, oldest dude, right? He's got an old song called "That's My Job," and I don't know what notes is in that thing, and I don't know what key he's playing in, but I cry every time I hear it. Not in a bad way, but just in a release. Almost like I'm listening to gospel music. Because it, it touches you. It's just touching. Like it hits a certain note yes. in my soul and I just release. And I'm not like sad and I'm suicidal. I just, it just makes me like just release. You know what song does that? You know what song does that for me? David, yeah. Bo- David Bowie and Freddie Mercury under pressure. Yes. Oh, I love that song. Like that, that's, that song. Um, 
and either of those guys singing like there's there. I grew up, my mom, you know, uh, we grew up listening to Zeppelin, the Beatles, uh, you know, Queen, Queen was, you know, Ozzy. And there was this, there's something about the way Freddie Mercury could deliver a song and, and sing. And it was like, it just like, it captivates you and it puts you into a trance. It just like, and it, and it almost, you almost sometimes like with certain music, you know, and I know I feel like this, it almost feels like you're having an out of body experience with it. Right. Like, that's when you know you're tuned in. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you can feel it and you're like, you're there, but you're not, you're like above it and you're just taking it in. And you know, like there's, yeah, there's a certain songs and certain musicians and, and the way they deliver it to you. And it just, uh, yeah, it connects with you. And, uh, it, it's, it's great when music can do that. And then we, yeah, we just need more of it. You know, I, I would like to bring back, you know, smaller clubs, more intimate clubs. Um, I know COVID really threw everybody off. Cool thing about COVID, though. So you ever heard of couch riffs? No. So it's this thing this guy got, you know, he got in touch with us. I think he plays... Uh, he goes on tour, he plays bass with Ugly T and Joe or somebody, but uh, he called us and said, well, we do a remake of um, Summertime by uh, Will Smith and DJ Jazz and Jeff, right? Like for the summer. Really? Yeah, so we did it, but the cool thing about it was uh, there was five artists in there, and I mean, this thing sounds amazing. Nobody ever met each other, and nobody was ever in the same room together. There was like a guy from the Netherlands, and a guy from Kenya, and my guitar player, uh, Glenn Cummings, was in New York. I was in Nashville, and we all recorded in separate places with the same energy and feeling and put it together, and they played it all together. And that's what I mean by what you were saying, like, music coming from different artists but having the same, you know, mojo, so to speak, that it just all blends into each other. And I thought that was just amazing because usually you get together, you jam, you practice, you know? Yeah. You, like, yeah, wow. yeah, you're just... And yeah, that's what... <clears throat> I know, I know, you know, for musicians, like, you know, not being able to play out live, it, it, you know, destroys it destroys you. And... It's like, yeah, being able to do that through COVID, you know, and a bunch of bands were doing that or playing, you know, you know, playing, a, doing an online show or something. It's like awesome. Like the, you, you still they're still able to give you the outlet that they need, you know, to, to get right. their, their art out to you. And uh, yeah, that's 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 freaking awesome, man. Right. And yeah, and I, I also uh, make sure I have to mention that we are on Instagram on TikTok, uh, we have a Stone Deep store, we've got t-shirts, we're on Amazon, Spotify, anybody want to come and check out our music and, you know, just be a part. Uh, I am also, uh, you're in like Massachusetts, I got a guy in Utah, some European guys, and um, I'm actually trying to get like just the, my first, or not our first, but now a new I don't know what to call it. I'm going to call it like Stone Deep Matrix. That's like the first people that reconnect with us. Okay. You know, just have a, have a whole squad of them. Like I'm from the hip hop area where 
you know, we call it a click back then. You get a click of your main dudes that understand you and they, they come in on the ground floor and then whatever happens, happens. But you always got those people, you know what I mean, where you stay close to them. So I invite you to also be part of our little, you know, oh. click or whatever. I, I, I appreciate that, Ronzo. That, that <laughs> I tell you, man, this is, this is, this is how things have been going for me with connecting with, with folks like you and Glenn. And it's, you know, you were talking about that domino effect of positivity and things going on. Um, It's just every day for myself has been a blessing and it's been even an even better day than the day before. Right. And, you know, and being able to have these talks and doing this, it it just, it solidifies that, um, that, you know, being positive and putting that energy out to, and you can connect with people from Nashville, from New York, from all over the world. And you, and you and you can feel that. I know I can, I, you know, I, oh, yeah. I, you know, I feel I'm, I feel like we're all tuned in. Like there's just something out there. Right. And then at some point it's all going to create like a mesh. I think like once you get like people from all over the place and they start like, you know, listening to each other, listening to everybody's music, supporting everybody's music, supporting people's podcasts and, you know, little small shows. Because, you know, we, I've been doing a lot of interviews lately. Because, you know, maybe they got, you know, 500 to 1,000. But I'm like, yeah, 1,000 times 2,000 is what? You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's a lot of people creating a lot of energy from a lot of different places, especially when it all turns into a mess if you got like european american you know what i mean and all canadian and all that stuff starts meshing to where it's the same energy that's, that's a lot of positive energy and a lot of that's a lot of power that's a lot of stuff to you know to be proud of hell yeah man and, yeah no that's i i i i totally totally get where you're at with that um because it's just it, it and it's it's overwhelming at times. I don't know if you feel that like sometimes you got to like, just take a minute and like, you know, so just not to change the subject, but the gentleman I interviewed a couple weeks ago, Kevin Michaels, he's, he's, uh, uh, he's in his late sixties. He's a country musician. Um, started playing when he was eight, 14 years old. He wrote his first album. Um, met the met Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney heard him singing in a hotel in Worcester, Mass. Took took him over to England to record, and Kevin's best friend is Ringo Starr. Wow! So and that and that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't know any of that. I didn't know anything about him or who he was friends with. But it just it just goes to show like being good, being positive making connections with people, you know, having these types of conversations and talks in a, in a, in a positive way. It's like the people that are connecting with you are like, it just, it blows my mind. It blows my mind. Well, I mean, if your mind blown now, you just wait until, like I said, like this interview, the ones I'm doing, the people we all talk to, the people you talk to. And once it starts intertwining, You'll be so amazed, like we was talking about the trickle effect of positivity, and it's way it's a little more powerful than people really realize. 
Oh, it is. And, and people have to stop and actually take it in and appreciate it because, you know, if you're negative and you're just not into the being positive and doing good things, you're never going to link up and get that energy and never feel that and never make the connections that, you know, everybody's capable of doing this. And, and, you know, it, but what's going to, what's going to bring it out of you and, you know, to be able to do it. Um, yeah, I, there's, it's the the uh, the power of positivity is very strong, and I'm 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 thankful to have talk like I said talks you know like this with people and musicians and artists and you know it's just a um it's just a great thing and uh, yeah, I think you're doing a great thing too, man. Just keep keep up with your podcast, grow it. You know what I mean? Find the positivity in people because it's like that's something that you you need it right now. Like just having like a positive outlet for people with so much negativity right now. And, and you know, it was funny because this, this took me a little over a year to like, you know, I knew what I wanted to do. And I, you know, I talk about this with everybody I talk to, but I didn't know how I was going to like execute it. Mm-hmm. And, and I just didn't want to be somebody doing a podcast, just having random talks with random people over absolute nonsense. Like one thing right. I don't like, I don't, like in during the po- I don't talk about politics because that energy that comes in with politics, you don't know how it's going to go either way. And it's like, it just brings another energy in that you don't even need. It doesn't need to right. be there, you know? And, uh, you know, and, and I've actually had some crazy talks about religion cause you know, I grew up in a Catholic, um, household, you know, I right. went, to, went to church as a kid. I went to Catholic school, kindergarten to eighth grade. It was like, then I got out of, into high school and I'm like, yeah, I'm done with that. I'm good. Like, right. you know, like I don't need somebody telling me every Sunday that I need to give more money and I need to repent and, you know, make sure you're back next week with that money. Come on back. Yeah, what's that? Yeah. You what's know, <laughs> yeah, give me that money. But, you know, and I just, I just found that, you know, for myself, like I have a higher power. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the universe. Maybe it's aliens. I don't know. But I just put some, uh, you have to have some type of faith, I think. And, uh, oh, yeah. and, and, and like, I noticed that you said the word energy and I, I'm a true believer in, I mean, universe, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I truly believe that the universe, like, cause we're all, you know, made out of energy and you know what I mean? That's why like positive energy travels, you know? Yes. So if you get it out there, it's going to connect to the people that it needs to. And it's just like, and the universe, to me, will bring you exactly what you asked for. So you have to be careful what you're asking for. Absolutely. So be careful and how you're going to receive it. But it'll, if you if you say, I need this, and you put the energy out to get it, it will come to you. You know, you just have to make sure that you got your, your end, you know, uh, on point when it comes in. Yeah, you got to be ready for it. Because man, it, it when it when when you start accepting it and uh, and 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 allowing it to come into your life, holy shit! It's yeah, yeah, it changes changes your your whole outlook on life and how you do things, and uh, you know, and and it's a great thing. But um, yeah, so so I guess um, I, I want to ask you, um, you guys, we we thinking about a tour or? Uh, so right now we're gonna do some select shows. 
we have a lot of music to release, so we're going about it kind of, uh, you know, in steps. We put out some eight tracks. We put out some cassettes. We're going to do every form of digital media Yep. Uh, that'll be available. Our next is going to be vinyl. Hell yeah. Uh, and so we're going to have the Nashville rec, uh, Nashville record and the Games and the Government record is going to be on one vinyl album. And we're going to have some uh, some Shuggy, uh design artwork on that. So that's our next step right there. Uh, my my hope is to formulate this to get a, a big enough buzz to do some European touring. Yep. Uh, so we're just taking it in steps. Uh, we're in control of everything we do, all of our masters, all of our everything. So we can take any necessary steps we need to take. Uh, we don't have to, you know, ask anybody for permission or anything. So, so we're really in a good space to where. We're picking up fans uh, that are digging our music. We don't have to change it for anybody. We don't have to have a label come in and quote unquote make it better or make it more pop or whatever it is they do with it. Uh, we're just going to continue to be us and, and, and grab guys like you and chain them all together and create a big old matrix, basically make us a, uh, you know, a mesh of like minded people. And that's what it's all about. It, you know, and that, you know, I had you on because I wanted to have the conversation you're lift. I'm lifting you up by having the, you're lifting me up. And it's like, if more people did this with each other, we'd be in a lot better of a spot. Right. We just got to keep like Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it and just keep tying in, you know, and this is like, actually to me, this is the updated form of uh, underground movement. It's a digital form of underground movement. Does that make sense? It, it makes total sense because, yeah, because, so, yeah, I, you know, however many people you had, if you have five, six, seven, seven, nine, eight, that's just like a, a crowd of people at a show, right? Yeah. So if I did a tour and, and I did 200 shows with five to 800 people, guess what? At the end of that tour, we got thousands and thousands of people that's all interconnected. Yeah. And, the, and then yeah. they're going to share, they're going to share, um, you know, your music because they're into it, you know, that's going to go out and then they're going to share it with some, it's that, it's that positivity chain, that domino effect of positivity and, and sharing that. 100%. It's the positivity chain, the domino effect. And with, you know, and this is the digital underground version of it. You know what I mean? We don't have nobody with a million dollars pushing it in the wrong direction that they want to. We're doing it on our own terms, the way we want to do it. And everybody's connecting together, you know, as we go along. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that vinyl coming out. Oh, it's gonna be monster. Yeah, yeah. We've had uh, this. Uh, we had a really good guy. Like, uh, dude, it's been remastered, so it's gonna be really amazing. Sean Franklin uh, remastered. Nice shout he out did, to him. He mastered like Public Enemy and, and guys like that. Nice. Well, it's nice that you can have somebody come, you know, that's, uh, that's, I'm very well respected in the industry and, and working with bands like that and can put his touch on what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I, I, that's, it's, that's a great thing. And again, it, it's all through positivity and sharing stuff with people. Like you said, this is underground. Um, you know, it was like going, going to the, 
going to the hardcore show or the metal show and you're getting cassette tapes for free from bands like here right. t- take this right. you know i i miss that oh my god do i miss that yeah. I miss it too, yeah. I mean, uh, well, I remember going to CMJ in like 96 or something, the College Media Journal, and I just brought back cassettes and, and CDs from like France all the way to like Hoboken, New Jersey, to LA, to Mississippi, and I just sat and just listened to all these cats, man, now it's good music. I miss it a lot. Yeah, and, and the connection you made, you know, like back, back in the day going to the shows, especially in the 90s, it was um it was different like the whole scene was different the way people interacted with people were different you know like i'm all for grabbing my phone and taking some pictures at a show or something you know while i'm there um it you know what's crazy is i just went and saw i went to a hardcore show with my two sons i took them we went and saw tree um this band from massachusetts called death ray vision um, the base, uh, the day base player plays in kill switch engage. Um, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. So, you know, they've got a big following, but death ray vision, they're like real, like a modernized, uh, hardcore punk rock band. Super great. Um, another local band, medicated savage. Uh, those guys, uh, Moses Whitlock is the singer. Um, very charismatic singer. Uh, but just these local music, like the talent that's out there right now, and, and we're starting to, I'm starting to see it, you know, in these small venues and these shows coming back. It's just like, oh man, it, it's a, it's a shot in the arm that the, uh, that, that we needed. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. It, it's, and I think, you know, like I said, everything's a revolution. So it's just like, you know, the underground is going to reformulate itself. It's going to regenerate. And uh, I think music will always be fine, but it's always going to have to reset itself. Yeah. You know, to, to stay relevant. No, and, you know, going back to Nirvana, you know, bands like Nirvana, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, who are one of my favorite bands, um, they gave the music industry needed that. They needed a fucking yeah. check, you know, because they, it just got so, it got so, it was almost yeah. shit. They were putting out shit, you know, and I, and I, and I love, you know, the hair metal and, and the big guitars in the stadiums and all that stuff, but it got to the point where it was just so like, you're just putting out all these bands that sound exactly the same and they're doing the same thing. It's like, there's no creativity. This is, it's just yep. a, it's a stage show. Yeah. It just turned into a big cut and paste fest. Yeah. That's what they're doing now. Like how. You know, new bands and new everything is just cut and paste. It's like you you got three beats, three chords, you know what I mean? And you know, it's it's just really, really bargain basement. Yeah. It's like what you know, it's just gotta it's gotta reset. It's resetting now actually. I think so. You, you, and I think COVID was actually a facilitator for that, for the, for, for musicians resetting because it gave a lot of people that maybe were torn a lot or, you know, didn't have time to, to sit down and actually gather the thoughts and, and compose things the way they wanted to. So two years where they could do that. And it's like, I mean, yeah, there were, there's some great, great new music coming out. Um, you know, and I and I like I'm the same way. I I gravitate to everything, anything and everything. It, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as I can connect to it. It you know, could be you know like my wedding song, my wife and I wedding song. It's Louis Armstrong. Yeah, 
you know, nice. uh, you know, because I connected with him because of my my grandparents. Like I like they would listen, you know, Louis Armstrong or you know my other grandmother would listen, you know, to Johnny Cash and Chris Christopherson. So it's like right. all these, you know, and the in that, you know, when you hear a song, it takes you back to where you were at that moment when you first heard it. Right. You know. What's my favorite Johnny Cash song is a song written by Chris Christopherson, um, Su- Sunday Morning. Um, I I love Chris Christopherson's version of that song, but the way Johnny Cash delivered that song, like I hear that, like when you were you were talking about like being in tears at because of joy or you know just emotion, that song, I would say ninety nine percent of when I the time when I hear that song, I'm emotionally connected to it and, and get, and get choked up and kind of teary on it. I like that song. Remember he redid hurt. Oh my God. Trent Reynolds. Yeah. Nine inch nails oh version. Goodness. Yes. Yeah. That, that whole album that, you know, his last piece that he did was, uh, you know, he covered uh sound card in rusty cage. It's like, what? Like Johnny Cash just covered a Soundgarden song. Like he covered right. a Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, that song right. is that's another song that's very powerful too. And yeah, and he sang it when he sang it. You could tell that was gonna be his last recording. At least I thought so. That was gonna be his last recording. So you could feel all his energy like just bleeding into it. And, and I, it, it it really shakes me when I when I listen to it. And I I want to say his wife died shortly after he was doing that 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 you know that recordings and, and dealing with all that so it's like you know he died shortly after she did um yeah. and yeah he he was just a um we're never going to get another johnny cash you know no that's it yeah we're done chris christopherson we're done yeah you know and like willie nelson it's, it's like yeah it, it's 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 almost <clears throat> seeing the human side of, of, you know, these musicians and artists and, uh, you know, when they pass on, it's like the realization sits in like, I'm, I'm never going to hear anything new from them. I'm never going to be able to go to a show and see them perform again. Like, okay, hopefully you got to see the musician or artist, you know, at some point and, you know, you were able to connect with them or, you know, just, okay, maybe, you know what, maybe it's going to reinvigorate somebody to go buy some of those albums too. Um, you know, which, yeah. which I guess is good because it's going to connect to a, a younger generation. Um, well, I think this was happening now. Like, the like, uh, my kids and a lot of, uh, younger adults are like digging into the so quote unquote, uh, you know, albums of the nineties and stuff and realizing all this really good music they never really heard before. Uh the you know, the younger generation people that listen to our music, they're like, This is new, right? It's like, okay. Just because they never heard it before, so of course it is. Yeah, that's I was like somebody was saying, uh, I forget who I was talking to, they were like they were talking about the Beatles. And and uh, then the, Paul McCartney came up, and they're like, "Oh, he was in another band besides Wings." It's like Paul McCartney <laughs> was in the goddamn Beatles, like, <laughs> yeah, that's right, the Beatles, man. Like, you know, one of the one of the probably one of the most influential 
you know, rock bands to, to come out of, to come out of what Elvis and cash and all the, you know, and all those guys were doing and Jerry Lee Lewis and, uh, you know, Chuck Berry, it like the, the these guys took it, you know, it, they went international with it. You know, they came from over the pond and it was like this Beatlemania. Oh. Yeah. It, I, 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 I long for those days again, when, when a group can, explode like that onto the scene and create such a shockwave through the through the universe through through your your everyday life where people's you know that you know that music changed people's lives it it, it oh, yeah. you know and, and that's what i i yearn for that i yearn for that when that comes comes keeps coming back with new music and and you know getting introduced to new bands and you know having that fire lit you know with um with a desire you know to listen to that like you're like oh my the first time you hear a band you know something that's influential to you or you know really strikes you you know your soul you're like i need more of this i need more yeah, i need some more yeah it and it's and it it becomes uh it becomes a bit of an obsession i think because uh you know and i think that's the great thing with with music that that will never like fade away is it's like you can always go back and listen to it and, and you can get that energy again by listening to it over and over again, you know? Um, yeah. I, I love that about music. Oh yeah. Um, so, so we were talking, um, you're hopefully, hopefully going to do a European tour at some point and then hopefully a U.S. tour. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to do some select tours for right now. We're definitely going to release some, uh, some vinyl coming out um uh, we do have about nine or uh, eight to nine mini mini videos circling around so if you, you can go to stone deep uh the youtube channel the stone deep nashville and find that um and we're just gonna keep plugging um just having fun with it but like i said i'm doing a lot of interviews right now I'm trying to reconnect and like get like nice uh group of people to like just be in our I love Matrix, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Hell yeah, man! That's awesome. No, it's that's that's great, and it's uh, you know, I'm looking forward. Whatever you guys got coming up, I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I'm like I'm, you know, I'm 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 excited for you what you guys are doing. I think it's awesome, and it and it sounds good, and it's, you know, I like the groove, I like the beats, and you know, everybody's just doing their thing on 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 the album. So and uh, yeah, it's great. You know, I had the, I got the cassette, um, that you guys just put out. Um, and you know, Glenn, Glenn sent, sent it out with a patch and, uh, some stickers and, uh, you know, then he wrote, wrote me a nice little handwritten note inside there. Um, which, which is cool. So shout out to him too, for, uh, facilitating this. Right. Shout out to Glenn. I'm gonna shout out my band so we don't, you know, in case I forgot, we got Dave Howard that's on drums. We got, uh, Tim Brooks that's on bass, Terry Hayes, DJ Glenn Cummings guitar, and I am Ronzo the Beast, and I'm lead vocals. Hell yeah! And we are Stoundy. Hell yeah! And yeah, like them on like them on social media. Go on Instagram, follow them. You know, check them out. See see what they're doing. Uh, you know, I love I love it because you guys uh, everybody interacts with the fans on there and. Uh, you know, um, and that's, what's great of like, you know, with social media, um, those platforms where you, you don't have to have, like I said, you don't have to have a phone call, but 
a quick little interaction with somebody or a text message, you know, through, through messenger or whatever, that's, that's a positive thing. You know, you're connecting with somebody and you're throwing out some positive energy, interacting with them. And, uh, and that, that's what keeps the thing, the ball rolling, keeps things going. Oh yeah. Like, let's all look up and let's sync up. You know what I mean? Let's just keep this thing going. Like this is the new underground revival. So we just gotta just all, you know, we all just gotta find each other. I just think it's just, we're all out here waiting to find each other and we're now starting to do it. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, it's taken me, you know, I just turned 44 this year and uh, Mm -hmm. it's taken me, it's taken me 42 years to like kind of start figuring like shit out. Like, you know, I, I, I've, I've always, you know, I got four kids. I married, you know, I got my wife. We've been together for like 24 years and, uh, you know, I was young, young when, when we had our first, first child, she was, you know, a little bit older than me and, uh, <laughs> you know, it was all good, but, uh, um, you know, like having kids and dealing with that and growing up and, uh, trying to figure out how to raise a family. And then after the, you know, the kids, my youngest just turned uh, 18 and graduated high school. So everybody's out of the house pretty much and working. Woo! Yeah. 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 We're, but you know, what's funny is we're going on vacation in two weeks and uh, they're all coming with us. And I, and I, you know, my wife said to me the other day, she's like, do you think they're ever like going to not come with us? Or I said, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I said, maybe, maybe not. I said, do you want that? And she's like, not really. And I said, neither do I, but she's like, yeah, it is nice to have like, you know, her and I'll do like a, we'll, we'll shoot up to like New Hampshire. Um, you know, we're like two and a half hours away from the seacoast on New Hampshire. So, you know, we'll blast up there for a night or something just to, just to get out of town. But uh, I said, yeah, you know what? I said, there's going to come a time when they're all like, you know, in four different directions and can't connect with us and do that. So I said, you know, let's just savor it. Just savor that, yeah, that time. And you know, when that happens, you know what song's going to play? And I'm going to set it up for you. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. That's right. Man in the moon. When you coming home, son, I don't know when. But we can get together then, Dad. We're gonna have a good time then. Cat Stevens. And I you know what, that song that's another song, whether it's Cat Stevens singing it or when Ugly Kid Joe redid it. I I don't you remember when that when they read that? That was probably like what, mid nineties? late 90s and it was like oh my god like a song that i knew from you know because my my parents would play all types of music and stuff and it was like oh my god that that song right there just reconnected with a whole nother generation music never gets out i mean that's a magnificent song it is yeah it's it's uh that one that one touches your soul It, it really does because it's like Oh yeah, you know he he the he the father got older and then the kid didn't have time and it's like oh my god, I turned into my you know I turned into my parents yeah yeah and you know not that that's a bad thing at times you know like I have you know I'm fortunate both of my folks are still alive and you know my dad gave me the gift of conversation like you know I can go into any place anytime pretty much anywhere. I can read the room and I can 
I can have a conversation with just about everybody in that room and it's going to be a different conversation with every person. You know, I'm fortunate that I can do that. Like, you know, my father's got somewhat of a sixth sense, weird, this weird thing where he kind of knows stuff ahead of time and he's mentioned it to me and, you know, he, uh, you know, he sees, uh, you know, and has talked to like spirits and, you know, stuff like that. So, and I feel I have a connection there too, because I've, you know, I find myself too. I, like I talk to past loved ones or friends or whatever, um, cause I feel that that energy is still there. Um, right. and you know, when you connect with somebody and they die, you know, I, I say that the piece of you, a small piece of you goes with them, you know, a little bit of you dies with that, with that loved one or friend or whoever, and they take that with them. And I think that's what keeps that connection with, with them. And, right. you know, I'll, I'll sit down at night and like clear my head and, you know, have to do like a meditation, you know, maybe for a minute or two minutes or whatever. But it's like, you know, at times I can feel, you know, other energy with me and kind of guiding me and, and, you know, just, just being there. Yeah. yeah I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, I don't feel, I know I'm guided by my answers. I could, I could, uh, I can't talk to them, but I could see them sometimes. Yeah. Like there's like, you know, you just know. And it, it, I, you know, I'm never, I've never felt uncomfortable about any of that stuff or, you know, it, uh, to me, it's like, uh, it's a reassuring thing knowing that, that, that energy's there and, and it's, and it's coming back to you in a positive way. Um, cause I think it, you know, I, I, I feel like they're, everybody's kind of watching down, you know, whether they're still here or whatever in, in the, in the ether of the universe or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, and hopefully they, they can help you guide, guide you, you know, in decisions and stuff throughout your life. And, uh, I don't know. That's just, that's just my, my weird hippie take on that. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know what, um, what, uh, what do you guys got going on now? You, everybody's kind of in uh, separate areas and you guys are getting ready to do uh, some, some, I was going to say you guys are getting ready to, 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 to get some stuff out, um, some vinyl and stuff. And uh, is anybody working on any other projects outside the band? Uh, no, I think so. We're, we're just getting gearing up to do some uh, select shows. Um, I've written probably another half an album already, so we might get together probably um, in the winter time and start writing on those but we have a lot of music to release we're gonna release every single thing we've ever done and it's a it's some really good stuff some of it people maybe never heard before and some of it uh they have heard you know so we're, we're just gonna focus on getting that out right now making sure uh getting some good vinyl out and you know that's a big thing and you know some we got a lot of artwork and stuff we want on our shirts and and merchandise and stuff. So, it, and reconnect. I think we had a huge reconnect from just like today's um, podcast with you. Yep. I think that's my main focus right now is just reconnecting the underground and letting them know that we're here and then letting you tell, you know, go out and spread the word and we all chain it back together. Well, I'm going to, you're going to get, uh, you're going to get some more shout outs. And uh, I know uh, <clears throat> a couple of my friends that I've been, working with um you know that have kind of mentored me 
um, on with the podcast and how to not how how to do things, but just you know how how I'm going to do things and uh, you know directions I'm going in. Um, you know, I know they're listening or will listen um, because we're we're so I stream live on this channel, but I'm on like 15 different uh, podcast uh, sites. I'm on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, Google, you know, you, you name them. So it's, you know, once this thing goes after we go live, it gets published and then it, it starts getting shared and, uh, we'll see, we'll see some, there's to be some people, you know, probably hitting you up on Instagram, <laughs> you know, hey, come on, come on, man. Anybody that want to, you know, vibe with Stone Deep, man, everybody's welcome. We don't have any, you know, we're here for everybody. We're here for, you know, one United, uh, rock underground. So. I mean, more, more than Mary. That's right. Everybody's welcome. And I want to ask you, uh, what uh, is there any new music of anybody right now, or anything that's that's got you fired up um, that might be coming out, or something you heard recently? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, and I'm and I'm kind of sad about it. Um, I'm really I'm really digging around for you know something cool and something. And maybe the old stuff coming back, you know. There's a couple of bands uh, that seem like they're gonna re, you know, put out some some new stuff. I'm I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing '90s bands, 2000 bands, like put their brand of music back out and uh, kind of rejuvenize, uh, rejuvenate what's going on, you know. Yeah, because there's there like we were saying before that that '90s 2000 era there's there's something there's something about those musicians the way that they put stuff out um there was a lot of heart there was a lot of soul put into it and uh <clears throat> yeah i'm looking i'm looking forward to um for, for some new stuff to come out to really energize what people need you know connect them whatever they whatever it might be but yeah not the cookie cutter and it's funny because we were talking about country music and uh you put on the country radio now, all those musicians sound the same. Well, they are the same. I mean, like half the time they're just using studio guys and now they've kicked all the country guys out and they're using rock uh, uh, musicians, pop rock musicians to do country. It's just like, I was born here. So, you know, I can tell you when it's, when it's real country and when, you know, they threw a bunch of guys together and, and they just mopped together a couple of songs and, and, you know, threw it together. So it's just like, no, like, we, we need to bring the artistry back, you know? Yeah. In every, I'm, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm saying every time the country is just laying an egg. Uh, Hip-hop is laying a egg. I'm so not happy right now. But it's like, it'll all, I'm, like I said, it'll all reset. It, I love it, Will. It will. And you know what? I'm going to give a shout out to a, a friend of mine. If you haven't checked him out, Ricardo Grimm. Okay. He's uh he's got, he just put out an album. Um, it's called savior isn't coming. And okay. uh, it's a, it's a musical journey. It's uh it's something else. And I think, I think you would like it because he speaks from the, he speaks from the heart on, uh, on what he's doing. And uh, you know, he's a, he's a really good guy. And uh, I'm just giving him a shout out because he's a friend, and uh, and I and his. Okay, I think 
Yeah, yeah, I add him to my IV too. Huh? Yeah, he's um, he's he's good. He's good people, and he's got um, he's got a great his message. It his music connected to me, and uh, you know that's what kind of kicked kicked my ass into gear in doing this podcast. Um, yeah. you know, he was super supportive of me and you know what I had going on, and you know, kind of lifted me up. So, yeah, it, it's good stuff. But yeah, it's. You know, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that more. More just that underground feel coming back. You know, people going to shows. You like you said the smaller venues and people connecting and having a good time. And you know, that was the best thing about those small shows. It's like even if even if there was fifty people there, right? You know, that's it. And I, you know, I when I took the last show we went to, um, you know, there was maybe 150 people there. And it was like, okay. And I said to them when we left, I'm like, I said out of the, you know, the 150 or 200 people that were there, I said, we were there. I said, could you imagine not going to that show tonight? And they're like, yeah, I know. Like, you know, like they connected with the singer from, from tree and they were talking, talking about skateboarding and BMX and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's like you if you guys weren't there you wouldn't have had that connection you wouldn't have had the talk and you know you wouldn't have made friends with with whoever you made friends with like it's just and i feel like with the way society is now with with the computers and video games and all that shit it just it kind of put a set of blinders on the younger crowd you know yeah, it makes yeah, they're disconnected uh from just humanizing or socializing like socializing is just a huge disconnection right now like uh they seen that show and they met the band and i mean that's an irreplaceable memory you know yeah absolutely yeah like you know like this friday i'm taking we're we're going down to new jersey to go see metallica Mm -hmm. and uh you know and i and i told they they had never seen metallica before i said well you know what i said uh i said we should we should do this. So my wife surprised us with tickets last year and uh, we got a hell of a deal on them and, and it was great. And, uh, you know, so I get to take them down to New Jersey. It's like a two and a half hour ride to go see Metallica Friday night. Like that is, they are actually the loudest band I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. They, you, you know who I lost hearing to Iron Maiden. My brother and yeah, in two thousand they were doing the, it was I think it was the Y two Chaos tour. You know when it was uh, right before two thousand. You know when the, when the internet was going to crash and every and society was just going to fall apart from Y two K. Right? Y two K. Look out! Everything's going to fucking fall apart. So my wife's like, "Hey, Iron Maiden's playing um, with uh, Queensrÿche and Rob Halford from uh, Judas Priest." Oh my God! Operation Operation Mindframe is one of my favorite albums for Green Craig. Oh my God, those guys! And you know what's crazy is um, their producer, who's been producing them for like the last ten or fifteen years, is from where my area here. Um, wow. and he's and he's always in the studio with these guys and sharing up their stuff. But uh, yeah, um, Jeff Jeff Tate, singer from Queensrÿche. Oh whew, man, what a what a unbelievable musician unbelievable his his vocal range is uh just yeah 
You know, but you think about all those, you know, him, Halford from Priest, Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden, like those guys, like, and they're still out there doing it. Like, I know, right? That's what, like, these guys are in their 60s. They're in their 60s. Like, these guys, you know, some of them, you know, Rob's probably touching 70. Uh, but it's like, holy shit. And then it's like, you know, even like Ozzy, like, I love fucking Ozzy. And, and then it's like, okay, he's, you know, slowing down. Now he's not touring. He was going to do a show. Then he had to pull off it. And I'm like, oh my God, like what, like this is like Ozzy, like what's going to happen when he doesn't do it anymore or, you know, the inevitable happens. And it's like, you're not going to have another black Sabbath. Oh, that's it. Yeah. There's not going to be another one of those. You know, and they can try to from going forward. And that's that 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 kills me too. Like to think about that, it's like, oh my god, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to ever hear him, you know, do another album or sing or you know have a one off performance or small performance somewhere. It's like, oh shit. Like okay, you gotta you gotta kind of I don't know. For me, you kind of emotionally prepare for that when you hear you know um, an artist is health isn't doing well and like. Okay, like you got to get ready for that because, you know, those, again, because you make the connection with them through the music or, you know, their lyrics and it's like they pass on and it's like, oh, my God, you got to, it takes a little bit to process that, I think. Right. But, yeah, man, I I, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know how to th- how to thank you for coming on and doing this. I, I do appreciate it and, uh you know, and, and for Glenn making the connection and getting us together on this. Um, Man, absolutely a pleasure to be here. Uh, man, you do your thing. I, want, I hope everything goes good and your energy spreads around it, as far as it can spread, bro. And I, I appreciate that. I truly do. And, you know, at some point, you know, when things start getting, getting, uh, picking up when you, with you guys, if you want to have another chat, um, you know, I'm more than more than happy to have you have another talk with you, um, and and get the get the word out for you guys and uh, and what you're doing. Oh yeah, I mean uh, we're gonna do some more work, and then right back the summertime we're gonna pick up touring, and we'll have albums out, and we can come back and discuss that kind of stuff. Hell yeah, no, I and love more, and more music. Seems like me and you listen to the same stuff, so yeah, it, it like yeah the the music thing that to me connecting on all that stuff is. Uh, is 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 great because i just like i can't imagine being stuck in one genre of music your entire life and not listening to anything else that's out there it's a it's a it's an abomination it's a, a handicap like i don't know i could never do that I, I listen to so much music over the years and i know so much music and i love all kinds of different music it's just I don't know. It feels so. Uh, it it does, and it's like, like a, a di- every mood I think requires different music. Right. Like there's something you know, if you're feeling depressed, maybe you know, maybe you'll put on Van Morrison, or maybe you know, for me, like, like I like like Led Zeppelin. Like I love Led Zeppelin. So like, and one of my favorite albums is is not like one of their biggest successfully is in through the outdoor, um, mm-hmm. which is because of the, there's so much like groove and like 
and there's like funk in it and there's you know a little bit of disco and it's like and it's and you can hear them all just having fun like it was just like like i love that kind of music and when i'm feeling down i'll be like yeah i'm gonna pop this on like okay listen to john bonham on the drums just fucking killing it and you know jimmy playing guitar and then plant starts singing it's like all right this is cool yeah yeah (laughs) and before i get off here i do want to say this like i would i think the new at some point we got to get back to the four and a half five minute song or the 420 like the fact that uh pop music has cut everybody down to three minutes and 20 seconds or less Yes, actually, like stifled music, music. Yeah, they're they're, they're making musicians conform to right. to what they want because oh, this is what you have to have for 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 radio air. You can't have a you know like when Queen did freaking Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, you can't right. have a seven minute song. The fuck you, I can't. You know, like right. yeah, I'm gonna have yeah. a seven minute song, and to me, those songs where artists jam on a song for like seven, eight minutes. It's like, you, you feel that like you can, like, you're just in the, and then you start, you know, maybe improvising a bit and then it's the back and forth and it's like, okay. And anybody that's fortunate enough to see that show, it's like, those are the best, some of the best moments at shows is when musicians do that. Like, that's what, that's what you want. I don't want the, I don't want the two minute and 25 second song or the three minute song and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, quick poppy. Like, yeah, okay. Like that just right. sounded like everything else. I just, in this cloud of dust. I want uh sympathy for the devil. You know what I mean? Yes. That with the ride out and the brakes and everything, you know, and the bridges and the improvise and the backgrounds and the, yeah, come on, man. We gotta bring it back. It's, you know, that's another thing we're looking at just, Springing back some longer, you know, uh, music, just more, more musicianship. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what it's all about. And I'll add to that too, is like, like, um, when, when, when the artist, you know, you start doing vocal harmonies, you know, and and carrying that through the songs and changing up the vocal harmony, like to me, that's like an, it's intoxicating when singers and musicians do that. It's you know because it, it 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 pulls you in and it and it keeps you there and it and it keeps you engaged with what they're doing, and yeah, man, I'm I'm all I'm all about the long songs, so that's uh that's music to my ears. I love that. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, my man. Yeah, buddy. Well, let's uh you know I I is there anything that you want to plug or uh we got you got your Instagram uh Stone Deep Nashville. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, Instagram, uh, you can check us out on uh, YouTube, Stone Deep Nashville. You can go to the Stone Deep store to get merchandise. We got bandanas and cassettes and some really, really amazing T-shirts. Um, and just, that's about it, man. Just look out for us. Uh, if you get on Instagram, say, hey, you know, keep up with us. If, I really love to know where people are from. Okay. Also, if you you know somebody hit us up on it, tell us where you're from. I'm really interested in where people are at and uh and just vibing with them on that too. Hell yeah, man! All right. Well, hey, I I appreciate you taking your time out of your night. Um, sorry about the time time zone uh thing. I would. I, it's funny because I never even thought about that. 
and i'm like yeah we're going live it's seven like you're like oh shit it's it's not seven yet though what the hell but no it's that's all uh it's all good man and that's uh yeah it worked out well and we had a great conversation and i appreciate you i appreciate what you and your band are doing um appreciate the music you guys are making and i appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story and 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 rapping with me on that all right, man. Uh, I will talk to you later. This is not the last time we'll talk, and I, I will stay in touch, okay? Uh, all right. Sounds good. Thanks again, Ronzo. I appreciate it. All right. Peace out. Later. Have a good night. All right, everyone. That was Ronzo the Beast Cartwright. This is Chewy's Road to Enlightenment. I want to thank everybody that tuned in that listened. Um, if If you're not doing this live and you and you log on and you listen to this um give these guys a follow show them some love tell them where you're from um they're a bunch of good dudes making some great music um and and it's got that it's got a it's got a great beat to it a great groove and uh and i enjoy it and i love it and uh i suggest you guys uh, go check it out stone deep nashville ronzo the beast cartwright booze and whoville Have a good night, everyone.